Hello and welcome to the latest episode of We're Going Chasing. We're going to review the Dublin Racing Festival and my God, what racing it was. Uh, eight grade ones, um, the whole landscape now for Cheltenham has changed, um, certainly in, in a lot of the divisions anyway. Um, you know, and what a weekend's racing it was too, Killian. You were there both days, I was there today. Um, how did you get on? Yeah, um, Jesus, James, I'd say your your internet's a small bit you there. The it's sort of out of sync a bit, but uh, look, we'll we'll stay going. You're on the hotspot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, on the hotspot. Yeah, the we're out of the Virgin Media Wi-Fi. It's run out. We need to we need to get set up on Sky, so we're working off the hotspot. So the the mouth is probably a bit out of sync with the voice, but uh, look, oh, we'll fair. be okay. We'll stay going. Oh, fair enough. I look at you back to a few winners. You might have to price the Wi-Fi a bit sooner, but sure, look, <laughs> ah, yeah, unbelievable weekend. Uh, savage, like. As you said, eight grade ones there and four in a row there. The first four races of Saturday like really gets you into it. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about. There's there was a lot of shocks. Um, and I suppose there was a lot of other horses to put up their hand for for big races in Cheltenham. And I think we were saying just off air there, like going forward, like we're we're what four four and a half five weeks out. So, like. We we all all year we've sort of gone with look if we we go through all the race and it didn't make a difference if it made any odds to Cheltenham but this sort of time of year now I think we're a bit more Cheltenham focused um we'll be releasing a video on the novice hurdle divisions later on in the week so um I think it's it's if if they're not going to Cheltenham or if it doesn't have any Cheltenham ramifications we're probably not going to talk about it at this stage. Yeah yeah that's that's very fair that that makes perfect sense at this stage of the year um you know now now is the time certainly to be Cheltenham focused. Um, I suppose the one thing to say about the Dublin Racing Festival too, the attendances, everybody's talking about it. Um, it was up about forty percent on the previous year. Twenty five percent of the crowd there were English. Um, judging by Twitter, they all seem to get on very well over there. Um, you know they're comparing it to Cheltenham and that just the quality of the racing, and the price comparison too. They seem to find Dublin much cheaper than than Cheltenham, even for. Pint of Guinness, one pound fifty in the difference, like you know, actually more, probably two euro, because it's seven pound fifty over there in Cheltenham, and it was mm. six euro, um, in Dublin. You know, I think there was a few people saying about queues for the bars and the toilets, and that was there. Yeah, like the queues for the toilets were were fairly bad. All right, there was, like the one there underneath the main stand, like um, that was, that was at least a hundred deep there at stages, like you know. Yeah. Um, for the lads jacks like you know so I uh, they probably could have done with a bit more toilet facilities around the place um yeah but the yeah. thing is I'd say with that toilet is that's the one that everybody knows and everybody goes to uh if there's other toilets around Cheltenham around the prayer drain at the far side and that and uh they were actually very quiet it was just I think it was mainly that that particular toilet again I think Rory Fitzgerald had a picture up um again of the bar like you know so people were saying there was long queues at the bar there was a bear outside that had literally he took a photo of it between two races. There wasn't one person standing at it. Um, you know, again, it's probably just people all flocking to the to the main areas, which is fair enough. But uh, if you do walk two or three minutes, you'll probably get served a lot quicker. 
um you know but uh, anyway look it was a it was a great weekend and the final thing to say i suppose is the ground leperstown seemed to have the ground fully sorted uh christmas no issues dublin racing festival no issues and uh that's vital really um you know even going forward that's the one thing they can't slip because we've seen what be- what happens before when you've when your horse is pulling out because of the good ground and it just ruins the racing yeah, for definite. And I will say one thing though, I suppose we did get a very a very wet winter. A lad said to me last last September that we're in we're in for a very wet winter and he was right. Like he noticed the, the hurling field softening up a bit and he said we're in for a very wet winter and he was right. We we did get it and you know, that has helped Leopardstown as well. So hopefully global warming stays away and we, we don't get any drier ones. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the most important reason for global warming staying away. <laughs> Correct, <laughs> the yes. ground at uh, at Leopardstown. Right, look, Killian, we'll get into it. Uh, day one, as the lads on Let's Talk Race and say, good land for the good people. That's become synonymous with them, um, you know. And he was very impressive. He was very impressive, and that that line is caught on so much that Michael O'Sullivan had it up on Twitter on Instagram yesterday. Um, <laughs> he was very impressive. Um, geez, he, he's a, he's a fair detail of a horse. Um, like he's he's won there very very easily. Like that's two miles six. He's going to go back a furlong for the Ballymore. Jeez, uh, I I wouldn't like to take him on now for that. Like I thought it, I thought it was a, a devastating enough performance. He was. He was in the front front seat all the way, nearly like he was just in behind the in beside the English horse, like um, who we all thought would probably went too fast, but maybe like maybe he didn't, maybe he's just no good, um, which could be the case. But Goodland is de- is definitely a serious animal, and um, he, he's a short enough price there for the Ballymore. But if you listen to Barry Connell there on uh, Nick Luck on Luck on Sunday there, he said um he said he's going to win the Ballymore. And so he's already won the Supreme. He said he's going to win the Supreme after he won the Royal Bond. So he's, he's now <laughs> a stranglehold on, on the two the first two novice hurdles at Cheltenham. Yeah, yeah, he does. But it's great to see it's great to see a different face up there too, you know. Um like I I'd love to see him go and win both. Go and do the double. Uh it'd just be great, uh, just to change change of face there, you know. Um and I suppose in second then you had absolute notions. He was rated 131 before the race. I think he got seven pounds for it. Um, he's up to about 138. Um, where would you see him going? Um, well, he took a lot. He took a serious step forward from from his previous run. Um, in in Nace, like I think that 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 day in Nace, like he was four lengths behind, five lengths behind in the pocket, and three card brag. You know, I think taking out those hurdles probably didn't suit. That was softer ground. Probably a better ground horse, is he? Like he is, yeah. Yeah. If, if you start to look at the him and Deep Cave, he beat Deep Cave in a maiden hurdle in Punchestown. Like he beat him by what three lengths that day. He's beaten him by by three lengths again. So th- those two are closely matched on form. Like that that form of that maiden is stacked up here again. Like, um, yeah, I'd imagine one hundred and thirty eight. Be looking at a Martin Pipe, wouldn't you? Um, he'd have to run once more. Yeah. Um, that's the problem. Yeah, you you like would. in in previous you years you, you just you wouldn't say, go to a you wouldn't go to a Ballymore or that or you you'd be sticking with the handicaps. Would you off that mark? Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't go to the Ballymore. I go to the Bartlett um over the Ballymore. Yeah, um, I think he's of one hundred and thirty eight plus whatever English handicapper gave him in previous years. You just say from now he wouldn't run again, but he'd have to run again. So if you see him injured again, he's probably going to go to the Martin Pipe. If not, 
I'd say he'd go to the go to the Bartlett, wouldn't he? Um, I know yeah. the owners already have Hidden Valley Lake in the Bartlett. He's he's the current favorite for that. Um, so maybe maybe they'd they'd split them up. I I don't know. He'd have to run. He'd have to run once more, wouldn't he? For um, yeah. to get into the Martin Pipe, and yeah. you could nearly see a, a horse like him being given a, a fair hike there after English handicapper. If he's up to one hundred and thirty-eight now, he wouldn't want to go too much higher, or like he could easily get six or seven. You know, he could get seven. Um, you know, so if he went up another one or two, that'd be the most you'd want to see him going up. Yeah. Um, if you were thinking about him for the Martin Pipe, or he could get handicapped out of it. Um, that brings us on then uh, to our juvenile hurdle. Um, I had a man say to me before the race actually that he reckoned Gallimar Sue would be uh, the best of Willie's juvenile hurdlers, and uh, you know, he beat Lassie out. Um, but you know, he, he very well could be right. Um, she was very impressive. Uh, you've got Blood Destiny there as well, just keeping an eye towards Cheltenham. Willie's got an unbelievable hand for it. Um, you know, I'd still be with Lassie Mout. Um, to be honest, you know, it just she didn't get the run of the race at all. She did very well to finish where she did. At the same time, in saying that, you'd say by looking at it, the Garla Marceau had more left in the tank too at the finish. So it's a very tough one, and it'll be interesting to see what Paul does next time round. But I think he's actually said that Lassie Mout is is the better of the two, so he'll be sticking with sticking with her, and I'd I'd fancy him to be right on that one. Yeah, I I I don't know. I I, I was saying, and when we did it with Paddy Aspel last Friday a preview of this, I I thought Gallimard so would be a good bit closer than she was at Christmas, um, without beating her. Um, she's obviously taken taken a fair step forward, Gala Marceau. Um, like she still raced so so keen for for a long way the race. Um, like it makes what she did even more impressive. I think, like I know Willie Willie said afterwards, he he wasn't too happy, complimentary the ride, Paul gave gave Lazim out. Um, that like he he was fairly hard on her from from the back of the, the the third last. Um. To, to get back into the position and when it looked like she couldn't win. Um now even coming to the last, you sort of thought if she if she jumped it really well and landed running, she'd have a chance of winning. But yeah, it, it was it was going to, it's a very tough race for her. Like I I was against her for the triumph hurdle anyway. Um so like I think Blood Destiny is the one still. Um dunno what, what the plan is with him. Is he gonna run again? Um okay, or not yeah. before the triumph. But I'd I'd be I'd be backing him for a triumph at the moment. Um, I just don't like Phillies don't have a great record in the race. A lot of them try it, and like between her and Gallimar, so I think Gallimar so could she races that keen in Cheltenham again. I I don't know would she would she would she be able to come up the hill? Yeah, yeah, and just the prices on it, I suppose between the three of them, Godwillie's the first three in the market, all right. But last him out thirteen to eight, Blood Destiny eleven to four, Gallimar so four to one. And comfort zone, who I see was put up by Tom Siegel today, mm. eight to one. Um, about comfort zone, who who bet scriptwriter at Cheltenham last time out. Um, out of those mentioned, you're gone. Blood destiny, I reckon. Last time out, long term. Um, well, long term, five weeks. She'll she'll be coming home in front. Uh, that brings us on to the Irish Arkle then, and again talk about a division being totally shook up. Um. You know, El Fabiolo was probably seen as the third choice by most people um, from Willie's yard for the, the Arkle at Cheltenham. 
and uh, he's fairly he's fairly put his hand up as as you said um, at the start of the podcast. Van Bridge was second, um, appreciated, disappointing in third, and Dysart Dynamo in fourth. Like you, you wouldn't want to be sitting on uh, on a Dysart Dynamo slip. Yeah, he he's the one. Well, him and appreciated. I I don't think you'd want yeah. to sit on any of those slips. Um, I'd be ninety nine percent sure appreciated go up on trip now, uh, to the Turners, um, and Paul will, Willie will pull rank and put Paul up on El Fabiolo. I'd say, um, he'll be the the um, the Arkle horse Dicer Dynamo running the Arkle because you couldn't step him up and trip, uh, the way the way yeah. he runs, so they they'll be your two Arkle horses, a flame bearer, probably stay at home. Um, I don't. I don't see the point unless you, you go to a handicap. Sanroy, yeah, yeah, he was. You don't know where he would have would have came in it. Like it's a bit of a sickener that he came down. Like, I suppose looking at where Fieldor and Visionarian were, like you'd imagine Sanroy is going to be well out of the pecking order there as well. Like, but he was. Yeah, he was being held up, and he would have been ridden to place. So I didn't. Yeah, I I would have liked to see him finish. Like he could be one for one of the handicaps. Um, in Cheltenham there as well, like he's he's one five two, yeah, maybe not. Um, but yeah, El Fabiolo is definitely the main threat to John Bond. Like you're looking at that race, you'd see it as nearly a a two horse race at this stage. Um, like if you give me eleven to eight yeah. versus two to one, I'd probably side with John Bond. I think he's done achieved more, but um, yeah, I think yeah, like you can mark up I'd El be, Fabiolo. I'd be in El Fabiolo camp. Yeah, you can probably mark him up too. He yeah. made a bad mistake. Um, the fourth last, I think, or the fifth last. Um, so you can probably mark him up a small bit. Um, yeah, I, it looks a match at this his stage. His jumping, yeah, his jumping was a small bit hairy at times, and again, it was a small bit hairy on debut as well. Um, that's probably the biggest difference between himself and Jamban. Um, you know, Jamban obviously bet him too, but what a race they had at entry mm. last year over hurdles. Um, but I don't know. I, I El Fabiolo impressed me the way that he quickened there after last and just stayed on very strongly. Um, you know, he he's got a fair engine underneath him, and I'd say he's a he's a better horse than he was there last year. Ban Bridge is the final one then to talk about. Um, I put him up for the Arkle on this back towards the start of the year, and uh, I definitely, if he was my horse, I'd still be running him in the Arkle. I know he ran on as if like a step up and trip would suit him. Um, but he's got the two mile farm at Cheltenham this year. He's been second in that grade one, which is the the best grade one uh two mile novice chase we've had this year. Um he's been second in that. So he's 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 in the top two or three um novice chasers over two miles. And uh, I just think it, an undulating track like Cheltenham at a a stiffer two miles, um, you know, will will only play to his strengths, and I could certainly see him mapping. Um, he'll be stepped up to the marsh, and I I wouldn't be keen on him for it. Yeah, I I probably agree with you there. Like I don't, like I don't think he can win either race. Um, I he can't. I don't think he's going to reverse form with El Fabiolo, and I don't think he'd beat Mighty Potter. So. Like that, that sort of that's where you are, and then you're sort of looking at which race would he have better chance of, of coming home and placing in, and I'd probably say the Arkle as well. Like you see, appreciated now will step up and trip. I think appreciated up and trip is going to beat Banbridge. Um, 
I think Sir Gerhard will probably end up in the Turners as well. I know Willie is saying the Brown advisory, but I don't believe him. Um, I, I'd, I'd say he'll end up in the Turners. Then you have like in the Arkell, you outside of the top two, you'd fancy Banbridge to come home ahead of everything else if he was ridden to do so, do you know? And you never know yeah. they're coming out. Like Gavin Echo was second in the Arkell last year. He was in front of Blue Lord. Like Gavin Echo was, yeah. wasn't, wasn't the case in the cat or wasn't the caliber of Blue Lord, you know? So it can, can mm. be done, but that, that's, yeah. that's what I do as well. But it looks like he will go to the marsh now anyway. Yeah. And then uh, onto the Irish Gold Cup, Gallop and the Champ. Very impressive. Uh, beat Stackler by about seven or eight lengths. Um, what he did after the last was good and he hit the line running. But uh, I'd still, it's going back to that stat for me that I mentioned on this podcast last week. Only one winner of the Irish Gold Cup has won the Cheltenham Gold Cup. And that's not just even confining it to that in the same year. That's in any year. Um, and you just need a different horse over three miles at Leperstown than you do over the Gold Cup trip at an undulating track like Cheltenham. And I just think that I think he's too flashy. I think he's I think he's he's too classy nearly to win a Gold Cup. Like you know, he's he's a Ryanair type. Um, in my book, um, and I think Statler will turn that form around. That's that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> He's very short price for the Gold Cup, and like, I wouldn't like to be betting on him now. At that price, like thirteen to eight, six to four, like there, it could it could be a fairly strong race. Like you have Noble Yates, they put the cheek pieces back on him. A Plutard is coming back after he's had a bad run, but you'd you'd hope he's back to somewhat of his best. Brave Man's Game is the King George winner. You have to respect him. Conflated. Respect the Savills winner going in too, like Manel Indo coming back. Like it, it could be, it could be a strong enough renewal. Like, and I just, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be backing him at a short price like that. Um, I thought he was very impressive though. Like, like uh, he, he's a horse that like I've, I've, I've given out about him at times. Like, I think he like, but yeah, he. I didn't think he jumped that well. He was kept on, on the inside rail and I thought he was just sort of getting from A to B and, and Paul switched him out to get a bit more headlight and it sort of, it livened him up a small bit Um, and like turned in then and just like once, once he got going, he just scooted away from, from Fury Road. Um, I know, I know Fury Road made a bad mistake at the last, like Fury Road probably would have been a bit closer. He'd have been second. Um, but like beating Fury Road eight lengths, it's it's pretty good form. Like still, like looking back at Christmas, con- conflated beat him six lengths. This is beating him almost nine. So like, and he wasn't fully extended either. So like, I think there yeah. is a bit more to come from him. Um, suppose the question is like those those last two furlongs in the Gold Cup is is where is where it's won, and I just think maybe yeah, some proven stairs. The likes of Stackler, Noble Yates, Manella Indo, a Plutard, that have shown they can, that they stay this that trip, might catch him. Yeah. I don't know. As one thing's for yeah. sure, anyway. Yeah. Jump in the last, Manella Indo is going to be in front. So whoever passes him, <laughs> will win it. Is what I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this: if if Galloping Deschamps is going to win, he's going to win by eight or nine lengths. I don't see him winning this. Like Manel Indo won it a couple of years ago. It'll be in a Plutard type performance. 
Yeah, um, they, w- they went very slow you know, last I, year, I though. I don't um, see them. They did, yeah. And they'll have yes. to, again, I think they'll, it'll have to be something like that. Yeah, um, you'd be hoping. I don't see them winning a, a pure battle, um, like Manelindo one, for example. Yeah, you'd be hoping that there's a nice bit of pace in it. Anyway, I'm, I'd be on Manelindo. I have been all year, like so. Um, I think he's he's still probably overpriced at 20 or 25 to 1, like. He won't win either. <laughs> um, right, onto the handicap. So we'll start briefly with the three mile grade B handicap hurdle. Um, Percivia Legolas um, had an awful lot in hand, I'd say, as did Grozny. And uh, the JP horse just had that bit more. Um, where Blue Sari burst. I, I fancied him for the race, but he's burst again, and it's not the first time he's burst. So, uh, I'd say he wouldn't be one now. I'd be going here again anyway, to be honest. But uh, and then you the handicap chase as well. Final orders just keeps on winning for Gavin Cromwell. That's five wins now in six starts. Um, you know he's after getting nine pounds for it. He was one hundred and forty rated. He's now one hundred and forty nine rated. You know he won by four lengths. He could very easily go in again. Uh, he won very snugly. He's only rated 102 over hurdles then, which is uh, which fairly stands off the page. But I suppose he's just so suited um, to fences, it would seem. Um, you know, another big improver like Darver Star or Florin Porter, possibly for, for Gavin Cromwell there. Yeah. Um, so I, I just going back to the, the handicap hurdle there, um, the horse actually came third. Um, I, I was watching the races back like, Jesse got a very, very soft ride. Like, <laughs> He's he's came home hands and heels, wasn't wasn't touched at all, um, for Emmett Mullins, uh, Connor Clark taking seven off, so he was racing off nine stone, um, effectively, um, so like Jesus, he was, I I thought, like I don't know, I'd say that there's another day in him, um, like the first two were were well well clear really like, but and Grozny Grozny could. Could go in like he he's got four pounds. Um, the winner got, the winner got got ten, and and the hardy bloke back in third only got a pound. Then beaten beaten six and a half lengths. I I keep I'd put him in the notebook. I thought, I thought he was given a, a really quiet ride. Like um, yeah, what wasn't really wasn't really pushed along at all. And then yeah, just on final orders. Yeah, geez, Gavin Cromwell does does some job improving these horses. I don't know how he does it. Like I suppose this one actually came from another yard. Um. Came from Garvin Donnelly, um. So like it's not as if it was just like Florian Porter. Yeah. And he just he was getting him beat off ninety five and then came going. But th- this horse now is run one. He's won what five in a row. Um, and he was just beating a lint on on Chase debut. So he's had he's had about ten starts now for Gavin Cromwell, and he's gone from he was a ninety five hurdler like, and he's now a one forty nine chaser. So it's a fair yeah. fair improvement and. Like, yeah, you'd you'd be thinking that's where where it stops for him though. I I I don't know. Would could one I one more winning? He's I a great horse. Yeah, that's it. Like I don't know. Could I see him going in again though? Um, like I think he would. He's sort of nearly one forty nine. He could be sort of all out of that now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I I think he could. Any. I think he's. I think he could have more. Uh, under the tank. I reckon under the bonnet even. Uh, finally yeah. then on the Saturday a dream to share for John Kiley won the bumper uh, 12 to 1 he was running last summer in bumpers Um, you know factor file uh, was second for Willie Mullins and 
a very highly regarded Emmett Mullins horse was third. Um, you know, so like that farm, the right horse is finished in the right places behind him. And that could be very, very good farm. Um, and he goes to Cheltenham now, I believe. Um, and we had that mayor over in uh, in England bet there today, didn't we? We did, yeah. The, the or yesterday, Queen's Gamble. Um, she she Queen's got Gamble. she got she got turned over in market race, and yeah, like I suppose it it wasn't ideal. Like I wouldn't be writing her off completely still, but yeah, this yoke, like he gave gave three pounds to Factor File, gave seven to to Emmett's horse, and trounced them. Now I will say there was an enormous pace collapse in the bumper. But still, like he's came home very strongly, um, and and he's he's hosed up, um. I I, I'd say there'll be there'll be a number of large offers going into the Gleasons for that horse, um, after what he's done there, like race and post rating of one hundred and forty. That's that's fairly outrageous too. Like that's um, that's that's very high uh, for this race. I must just look up Fasal Vega last year, um. Do yeah. Bear with me now. But yeah, I thought I saw the saw the rating of the race. I thought that was very high. Like yeah, Fasal Vega got 136 last year. Oh. Um so he obviously wow. carried three pounds more. So that brings Yeah, so um it's 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 very yeah. impressive what what he's done. Um and Fasal Vega's other wins were both one four one at Cheltenham. And at Punchestown, they were both grade ones, wow. and this was a grade two, so it'd be rated slightly lower as well. Um, but yeah, the a dream to share. He's he hosed up there. It was it was a savage performance, and you'd love to see see the Leesons yeah. now go to Cheltenham with that joke and and take the bumper. That'd be great. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, just a, a new man there. Yeah. Um, you know, like like Barry winning the Supreme and the and the Ballymore. It'd be great to see John Kiley go and win the absolutely the yeah. bumper for the Gleasons. Um, that brings us on to day two. Then, uh, start off with the mirror's handicap. It probably doesn't need too much to be said about it. Bally Bond, Belter won it for Liz Doyle. JP Horse, Bantung Girl, who I really liked, I put her up here um, on the podcast last week. She ran well. She finished third at 12 to 1. She was third in it last year off the same mark. Similar level of farm there, but, um, you know, each way money came in anyway. Yeah, it is. Uh, my selection, Ryoga Choice, um, unseated. Um, so she got brought down by, by a fall at risk bell. Um, geez, poor Mark Wall. She was only just back from injury. He got... He got a fair slap there on that. It was it looked it looked fairly bad. Yeah. So hopefully he, he gets back soon enough. Um yeah, um, but that that's all to say about it really. I don't think um yeah. Belly Braun Belter won off hundred and six. She's not going to win the mayor's novice hurdle, you know. No, no, she's not not in a fit. Um brings on to the grade one novice chase then. Um now I know I don't know if you're going to start with Mikey Potter or you're going to start with the horse that came second because I'm sick of listening to you going on about adamantly chosen all year. Um, and now we're at a fair race at 40 to 1 to finish second. But uh, I'm sick of hearing about him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mighty Potter, Mighty Potter was so impressive then. Like, uh, you know, superb, uh, great round of jumping. Again, what he did after the last, the way he took off, um, you know, he looks a proper, proper chaser. Um, you know, and he's going to take serious stopping in March. Uh, Guyer de Manil just not good enough, uh, particularly over that trip. Anyway, 
Um, you know, and the final one, James de Berlay, very poor. You know, he go up to three miles now, but whether he's got an in him, um, you know, to go in RSA is, is very doubtful the way that he, he fell away. Yeah, it was um I'd say it was performance of the weekend um from Mighty Potter. I thought it was absolutely outrageous. Um like he, he could have won by a lot further as well if he wanted to. I don't think he was he was fully out there, like it was it was it was unbelievable and I'd say the best is yet to come from him. Wait till he's stepped up to three miles, how good he's going to be. Because um, he, he he could win the gold cup next year. Uh, he's he's an absolutely outrageous horse. Um he's 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 serious, bit of stuff. And not sure um, about that. Yeah, you'll see when he wins, he'll win throw over three miles of Punchestown at the end of the year. Um there there won't be anything to beat him there on that that kind of ground. Um and he'll be trained as a Gold Cup horse next year, and I'd say he'd go he could go very close. Like he's only a six year old as well. Um he's 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 a serious bit of stuff. Yeah, adamantly yeah. chosen. I actually backed the forecast um on Sunday, twenty twenty eight to one. Uh so a couple of quid on that. Yeah. Um I was doing more shouting for Brian Hayes than David Russell when they jumped the last. Um <laughs> trying to make sure he got him up. But uh yeah, adamantly chosen the horse I really like. He's he's a savage jumper. Um and he's he like one four nine. He's after getting another three pounds. Like probably rule him out of going to a handicap now at um at Cheltenham. Like he'd be off one five five. So I I don't think they'll go down that road. I'd say they'll just go to the Turners and try and come home. Um second there nearly. Um because he'd be another one of Willie's in the Turners. Actually, I forgot to mention him earlier. Um, but yeah, yeah it was a savage performance. I'd say performance the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And then another savage performance and a horse that I really liked at the start of the year and disappointed me time and time again, really, this year. Um, gentleman to me, uh, finally came of age this season. Um, you know, he's nine to one now for the champion chase. He again he put in a great performance at the weekend. I'm not sure where the improvement came from. Uh, you know, when you look at his form this year, uh, I think it's it says on the racing post they're putting it down to an improvement in the ground. Uh, spring ground but uh, I don't know he's been running on similar enough ground all year I think Um, but like 9-1 to one for the champion chase now you know he bet Edward Stone last year by four lengths he's got to be a, he's got to be a bet Um, not for me anyway <laughs> I, I wouldn't back him even though I I did say after the Tingle Creek he probably is a spring horse like um, that his, he, he took him a while to get going last year and like his best performance obviously was at entry. Like he's gonna to go to the champion chase now anyway. But like you'd much prefer if you were, I don't know. I probably wouldn't go to Cheltenham. I might just go to entry, like with him, try and win a Grade One there. But yeah, Blue Lord massively disappointing. Just didn't didn't look at any stage to, to be going well at all. Um, but yeah, I think that's maybe that's his level. Like he can beat Scorial three lengths or four lengths and beat Dunvegan but when you put a good horse up against him he's he struggles a bit Um, Will he go up to the Ryanair do you reckon? It's hard to know it depends if Alaho's alive or not Um, Alaho seems to be alive alive and well Yeah they're, they're showing showing videos like who knows when those videos were taken like Willie's a master <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> No uh, Alaho does seem fine but like if, if Alaho doesn't go they probably will put him up and trip Um. Because you have you have an argument already for the champion chase and and this lad seem to both have better chances now than Blue Lord so Blue Lord might be just shoved up and tripped by default. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I reckon so. I don't think there's any point in going to a champion chase with him. And now he'll he'll go and win now, and you'll just clip yeah. out this bit. <laughs> um, the next race, Killian. Tell me, did you or did you not? Because I'm not actually sure. I know you said it to me in private. Did you or did you not mention Gal Morgan Duke at sixty six to one on this podcast? I think I did. I can't remember. I need. To, I should have checked. You can't remember beforehand. Okay. <laughs> I'm 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 ninety percent sure I did. Okay. Um, okay. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> nearly, nearly. Second. Yeah, second. Yeah, it was it was some performance. I was um, he was he was whatever price you wanted on the exchange and the win bet, it's one hundred and forty to one or something. Um, so I had a couple of quid on that, and I had a nice bet at sixty sixes then as well. Um, there was a video um, horse race in Ireland put it up on, on TikTok of uh, Natalie Gilligan, the owner of the horse, Paul's wife in the parade ring screaming for the horse if they had a similar camera on me i'd have done similar screaming in the stands <laughs> um yeah i thought he had it um go looked to be going really well coming around the turn jumped the last well was still probably a length or two up and the goffer just ran him down sort of the younger horse there six-year-old on the improve like he's he's coming he, he's he's beaten him but look it was it was a fair run now i made a few quid anyway and the the place betting as well so it wasn't too bad but yeah, he was he 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 ran some race like and geez, he hadn't announced a form in the last three years since he won the race and that's just the way the that's just the way Gilligan works, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um it was a great shout to be fair by you. If you if you said it on this, that is no good saying it to me off camera. I think I did. Um We love everything about this reaction. Statement: Will he beat Constitution Hill? How impressed were you? I was very impressed. He's he's a serious animal. Um, yeah, like it was. It was. He could have won. He could have won by further. Like you know, um, I I thought he was just to make your own running as well there. Like against against the likes of Honeysuckle. Like it's and she she hasn't. She's not the horse she was. But look, she's still she's still a fair fair detail. Like and like he's he's hosed up really there. Like um. Vauban is further away. He's getting from him like, yeah. um, I don't know. Like, if you're trying to rate the race, like it's not as not as strong ratings wise as what Constitution Hill has done this year, but like it's not horse racing isn't done on ratings as we know. Like, um, but yeah, ten hundred to thirty versus a one to three shot. I'd probably have a few quid on Stateman and shout him home instead. Um, I don't know. It's a fair uphill task to beat Constitution Hill. It is, but one hundred and thirty is probably value. Like, yeah, I don't know. It is, like, but like both of them are like they're extremely impressive this season. Um, Constitution Hill obviously does have the higher ratings. Looks like an absolute machine, but like this statement is a proper test for him. 
And it's not a test that he will have had before, like. Um, you know, so I don't know. I think at 130, I, I think it's it's a value bet. He won't be 130 on today because just like you, you'll have lads who are saying, Oh, he made a back statement, sure he looks good too, you know, um, at the prices and that he won't go off he'll go off two to one, I reckon. Yeah, he, he probably will go off a bit shorter. Like interestingly, like the the ratings wise, Christmas run was 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 rated seven pounds higher. Uh, the Morgiana was rated four points pounds higher on racing post ratings. So like it it did show that like he wasn't at his complete peak there. And like he did he wasn't ridden out either, like so like he yeah. wasn't he was basically untouched the whole entire way. He got a couple of slaps, that was it. Um and he's hosed up like yeah, I'd I'd have a few quid in him at 130. Um then honeysuckle like look it was she, she the money came late on like she was two to one there 20 minutes before the off went off 11 to 8 like people really wanted to see her win and like she got a bigger reception into the ring than statement did um it was it was fairly it was much like much like the the hatton's grace but just a bigger crowd like the winner wasn't really shouted in like or anything bar the winning connections yeah. so like Look, it was it was it was a poor showing from her. One hundred and forty six racing post rating, that that's her lowest in in years. And looking back here, the lowest since she won the Grade One for mayors in twenty nineteen, um, in Fairy House, like that was one hundred and forty four. So, like that was that was her worst her worst run since, by by all accounts, yeah. um, and uh, like she still came second in a Grade One, you know, um, I I'd like to see her run the champion hurdle, like. I, I don't think winning the mayor's hurdle is going to do anything for Honeysuckle's legacy at this stage. She's a dual champion hurdler. She's a three-time Hatton Grace winner, three-time Irish champion hurdle winner. She has two mayor's hurdles, which I don't think should be great ones. Um, If she has two mayor's hurdles, like compare that to the other race she's won, what about it? Like, I'd much rather see her go and defend her crown. And look, if she comes third, if she comes fourth, that's fine. Like, Hurricane Fly won two champion hurdles. Um, he went back and um, basically an impossible task behind Faheen and got well bet in third. And no, no, that had that's not like Hurricane Fly. Obviously, there was no mayor's race for him to go to, like, but you know, <sighs> he, he went back, he yeah. went back, like, and and he was a champion, yeah, yeah. he went back yeah, to no. the race. Um, that'd yeah, be my no, take on I, it. I, I, I get. Yeah, I I fully I fully get what you're saying, um, you know, like, and if she doesn't win the mayor's hurdle, that's a bit of a dunt, you know. Whereas if she comes third in the champion hurdle, you know, that's still a very respectable run, and she's gone out there fighting, you know. If she goes out and she comes third in a in a mayor's hurdle, like you know, she's she's nearly going out, she's getting shot in the back when she's running away, like you know, um. But look, uh, they're going where they've got the best chance of winning. Um and she probably should win it. I was in the Epitan camp all year, but um I oh, I never thought that we'd see honeysuckle here in the mirrors hurdle. Um, you know, so you'd expect to see her go and win that. And hopefully she does, you know, hopefully she does. Look, yeah, that brings us on then to the, the Sorry, just just to cut across you there, like I, I do hope she wins and I will be shouting her on in the day. Um, but I just think that going to this race it's going to be used as a stick to beat her down the line by lads people mouthpieces like Matt Chapman um, people like him are going to use her 
not running the champion hurdle and defending her crown as as a stick to beat her that look she's she's won it twice and just because she's suffered a couple of defeats one defeat over the distance even like and one defeat up and trip they're 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 running away from the stress and that's what people are going to say and i don't think i i just think it's it's she doesn't deserve that like after what she's done over the last number of years um and that's why i'd run the champion hurdle and like look it, it's it's horse racing too like anything could happen like she, look it's with yeah. nearly the completely outside the realms of possibility that she reverses with state men and be constitution hill but like constitution hill could fall at the first hurdle and bring down state men you know and then she's there waiting in the stable for the mayor's race and fucking i don't know some some yoke pied piper goes out and wins the champion hurdle yeah so like i don't know i i i I, I fully agree i fully agree you should never be afraid of one horse never I'd be a firm believer in that line. But when there's two of them there, I can understand. I can understand what they're doing. It's probably not what I do, but I can understand it. And if she goes and she wins it, it's not a bad way to go out either. Um, you know, look, we'll move on from there anyway. Um, the next race, what a weird race it was. The grade one novice hurdle. Um, Ilete Thoms won Facile Vega, fourth or fifth. They went far too quick. You know, it's an impossible race to figure out, really. I I feel, Lania. I don't know. Um. Yeah, they they did go too quick. That's yeah. the first thing. Um. But I don't like Fasal Vega. I never did, really. No. Um. Like, I was I was sort of hoping he'd win this and I'd be able to take him on nicely then in in the Supreme. I don't know, like he he's completely stopped. It would a pity high definition fell. That's the only thing we we'd we'd know a lot more if he didn't fall. Like if he stood up, and let's say he comes third, beaten ten lengths by Elatomp, and Fasal Vega is another ten back. You can call Fasal Vega a complete bust flush finish. Write him off. He's finished as a horse. Um, I'd say he could be finished as a horse. Um. And like Johnny Deneen, I saw said he'd never back him again. I would never back him again either. Um, like really, I think yeah. he's, I think he's a mudlark that he just needs it soft. And then potentially, yeah. Like, and you look at his form last year. Like he won a shocking champion bumper. In hindsight, maybe American Mike would come out and frank the form. It was a shocking bumper. Um, Redemption Day nearly beat him on better ground. We don't know how good Redemption Day is in fairness. He hasn't ran this season, but um Redemption Day should have bet him really like um in, in Punchestown. So I don't know. I, I just think I, I'd say he's busted flush. If he runs in if he runs in Cheltenham at all, I'd say he'd go to the Ballymore. I just don't like Do you? Yeah. Well, if I was Paul Townend, I'd run to ride. Okay, well house. look. I'll jump across you here because Gaelic Warrior in the next race and Again, it's very hard to know where he's going. Is he going Supreme Ballymore? We may as well include him in this conversation because he was very impressive. He was. Where yeah, does he go? Because they're they're interlinked. He was, yeah. He still jumps to his right. Um, but yeah, like you go by what Willie and Ruby have said down the years. You need sort of a a stayer to win the Supreme, and you can use a speed horse in the Ballymore. Um, if I was 
Willie, I well, Illa Thompson is definitely going to the Supreme. Yeah. Uh, the horse that came third, Jack Raven, has only had two runs. So if he goes to Cheltenham, he'll be going to the Supreme because yeah. he won't have enough runs to go in a handicap. So that that's the first two. Then like I'd probably run Gaelic Warrior in the Supreme. Would you? And go go pretty close to the front and I'd have him. I'd have him pretty, pretty handy, and and just trying and try and make it a bit of a stamina test. I'd say he stays further than two miles in Grade One company. Um, like he hosed up there the last day, even without jumping well. So I'd probably go. I'd probably go to Supreme with him. I'd run Fasal Vega in the Ballymore. Um, potentially put Impera Pass up in trip as well. Then, yeah, um, I don't know. He has so many fucking horses. It must be a nightmare trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, Facile Vegas, I'd say. When you look at it, like, we're talking about the Supreme and the Ballymore there. It's amazing what the Dublin Racing Festival has done. Like, you know, Mm. just the way it's blown open these races, blown open the Champion Chase, the Juvenile Hurdle Division, um, you know, the Arkle as well. Um, You know, it really, some years now, it could swing the other way. But this year, it's definitely given us more questions than answers, which is which is definitely what you want um, going into Cheltenham. Uh, the final race then, again, fun, 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 was very impressive. The champion bumper doesn't look great this year. Um, and that horse is 4-1 to one now um, for the bumper. I don't know if we have any strong opinions um, on fun, 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 or will we will we wrap it up? You can get 8-1 to one in her Labrooks and Coral. Um, okay, no, right. I, I don't. I think I took the price from Paddy Power. Ah, yeah. She hosed up anyway, but like I don't know, like she looks, she looks, a, looks a fair, fair, fair detail. Maybe she might wait for entry. I don't know. Like she's Patrick bred her himself. Um, it's um so like he. She won by ten lengths up up in Sligo, and um he he sold her for a nice nice touch. Then I'd say to the double green um and. She she's proven she's she's well good enough to to contest graded races so far anyway, um, yeah I don't know they might wait till entry with her like, has Willie Anton else really for the bumper though? It's for me for the same connections is favourite yeah, so yeah um like he's got that uh, Retrici horse as well but yeah that's probably all talk, it could be yeah um yeah I'd say she probably won't go if it's for me is running as well, I doubt okay, they'll yeah. run two in it. They might just say we'll we'll wait for the mayor's bumper in entry with fun fun fun. So she'd she'd hack up in that really, wouldn't she? she? Like up. especially if Queen's Gamble goes Cheltenham, like they're saying she's going to, then she'll be coming, probably having a have to hard race in Cheltenham if she goes to entry. Then um, so they might just might just wait with fun fun fun. Um, yeah, it's a terrible um, name though. Sorry, terrible name for a horse. A fur terrible name. Yeah, terrible. I was thinking like what was Patrick thinking like. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. Fun, fun, fun. Um, anyway, look, two other horses, I suppose, Irish horses who were running uh, in England over the weekend. The first, Jerry Colomb, now 5-2 to two for the Brown Advisory. He just keeps on winning. Um, over a trip that's too short for him. Um, you know, he just keeps on doing enough. Now, people talking about the four-miler before that race, it got what they deserved. Um, you know, like, what an insult to that horse to be talking about sending him to the four miler when he's now uh, when he had first of all when he had won one grade one now he's won a second grade one 
Um, you know, like he he has to be RSA bound for me. Um, and secondly, then uh, the boss's Oscar, um, can finish third there in a pretense qualifier. He's rated one hundred and forty two, and he was third in the Carl Cup off one hundred and fifty four before. Third you in know, the pretense. Sorry, third in the pretense. Third in the Carl Cup, I believe. No, no pretense. Jordan Gaines for Rodham. Okay. Yeah. Okay, um, okay. Memories leaving me down there. Third in the pretense any of 154. So he has to be trunning now at this stage too. Yeah, he was he's very regressive. He was very regressive there for a while. Like he's still only an eight year old though. Um yeah, I remember I was I was all over him for the for the pretense that year after he ran in Leopardstown. He was um was he second in the pretemps qualifier at Leopardstown. They backed him at eight or nine to one for the pretemps and then up comes Mrs. Milliner and and goes and goes and beats him. Um yeah, one five one that day. Gainford took off seven. He's one four two. Uh, like Corey McGivern rode him the last day. Um, would he ride him in the pretemps? Rob James rode him. Rode him in the Carl Cup last year, so maybe Rob James might ride him in the pretemps to take off seven. Um, you'd imagine he'd get four or five, three or four pounds anyway. So one four five, he could be off one three eight versus one four four last time like so he's probably five or six pound swing anyway so look he's um yeah he's an interesting one coming back to a small bit of farm he won in Limerick in July and then bombed out in Cork and had a break since then so be an interesting one now um like got a good rating as well one four five so yeah you'd 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 be interested to see what they what they do with him um yeah there and then just on Jerry Cologne while we have him yeah he's I'd say I was I was over the wrong the wrong Rob poor horse I'd say for the for the RSA, um Jerry Cologne looks a looks a serious serious animal like like to as as we as you said there to do that what he did, um, over a trip that's that's definitely too short from, um yeah. is 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 ground that's fairly outrageous yeah and not ideal ground yeah yeah either. yeah like that ground was drying yeah. out like um so. Look, he's three to one favorite there. Like the real whacker is still lugging around there at six to one. Time Hill six to one. Sir Gerard seven to one. Like you'd be very disappointed if he didn't beat the real whacker in Time Hill. Sir Gerard won't oh, be there. Guy yeah. de Manil, probably if he runs, it doesn't make a difference. He won't win it. Um. Yeah. And you know, like gentleman's game is still a twenty to one shot. He's Mouse has said he might be at risk of not making it. Um. If if he doesn't run. Um, he wasn't interested in the ten up in Navin as well. No. So I don't know. Are they running out races for him? Um, to to run yeah. before, before that, I would mouse go with one run. Probably not. I think he said he wouldn't. So no. Um, no that's sort of that's sort of where that run. one is like. But yeah, Jer- Jerry is um, is he'd be he'd be one of my sort of big ones now. Um, this far out, yeah. I'd say yeah. one of yeah. the. I won't call him certainties, but because they never are. But uh, he'd be one of my main picks now at the stage. I'd say, yeah, um, right. And then just very briefly looking forward to this weekend. Um, Nevin is where the the main race and comes from. Um, we've obviously got the ten up there. It's a nice race. Um, but I suppose the one that's really standing out is the Boyne Hurdle and Blazing Cal, who's three from three over hurdles for Charles Burns. Uh, coming back off after about a little over a year off track, I believe, uh, mm. from memory, and he could be a he could throw himself right into the stairs hurdle picture, um, you know, with a with a win here at the weekend. Yeah, the boy in hurdle, 
what's it, two and a half or two mile five in, in Navin. Yeah, geez, it'd be it'd be nice to see him just hose up, wouldn't it? Um yeah. And it make it make the stairs stairs a real race again. I know a lot of people are really like the horse. Like he gets four pounds from Sire de Burley, has to give two to Highland Charge and five to everyone else. Um look, if he's fit and healthy, it shouldn't be a problem. I'd say like he, he won't be fully tuned up for this, obviously. He's going to be there'll be a bit left off him um ahead of the ahead of the stairs, but this is a good stepping stone and you'd like to see him run run re- relatively well anyway. Um yeah. be hitting the frame or at least be staying on. Um yeah, exactly. I suppose. Um I was just looking at the entries for Navin today and, and the one that really took my eye out was in the was in the first race in the maiden hurdle. Um so it's called Valso Valsor Preza. Um so owned by Philip Reynolds, uh trained by Gordon Elliott, a five year old. Um I was just looking at saw Sire Sir Percy Dam presenting us. That's an interesting cross. Clicked into the dam, it's presenting Percy's dam. A full brother has arrived. Full brother. A full brother. What a day. What a, a day fi- a five year old. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be someday. I really hope the main he's... event. The main event on Sunday. Yeah, I'd nearly go. Um, yeah. Yeah, you should. Like, but I will say one thing: it is outrageous that horse didn't go to Pat Kelly. <laughs> Pat Kelly really should have got the horse, but look, that's probably an argument for another day. No, don't um, don't be opening up that kind of worms now. <laughs> yeah, um, I was I was very very happy when I saw it. I was like, this is great now. So, um, hopefully, it is very exciting. It or, is, yeah. Um, just for for people who obviously a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't know myself and Killian uh, a long time. We were huge presenting Percy fans. Actually, the first time that we met, just have the fact that uh, we both love presenting Percy. <laughs> uh, it was Dublin Racing Festival, was it three years ago? 20, 2019. 2019, yeah, four long years ago. Long time ago, four years ago. Long time ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um it'll be it'll be a huge day now on Sunday to see his, oh, his yeah. little brother in the same colours. Same colours, um, the famous colours. The famous colours, yeah, the famous colours. I actually have a presenting Percy scarf here. Do you? Yeah. Show us. Mm. So there we go, man. I have a mug out in the kitchen, but there I won't it go. Yeah, I have, leave the let's go. Yeah, I have a mug downstairs as well. I won't. I won't. Won't bother people with that. Yeah, but the tin up is on in Navin as well on Sunday. I'd say Maller Mission is the only one with real Cheltenham prospects there. He's going to run in that. Um, I wouldn't mind the rest of them really. He'd probably go to the four miler. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. That's us. Um. It's all rose to Cheltenham now at this stage. Anything we talk about is going to be Cheltenham related. Um, pretty much, I don't think we're deviating from that, Killian, are we? No, we're not. And we actually have um the Rain It In podcast. Um, they're another very good racing podcast. If you want to give them a look, they're on uh, SoundCloud. Um, they're going to be coming on uh, later on this week for the for a review a preview of the Cheltenham Novice Hurdlers. So we'll do the Supreme Ballymore Bartlett and the Triumph Hurdle as well. We'll just throw that one into it. Okay, okay, very good. Right, that's it from us. Um, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Blazing Cal, the 10 up, and most importantly, presenting Percy's full brother. Right, we'll see you next week. Good luck. Good luck. Error from Black Corden as Monali and Noel Feely have gone up. Two fences in the home straight, Monali leading, but look, here's presenting Percy in the green and white. 
confidently ridden by Davy Russell moving into second. Black Court is battling on with those. They're followed by Elegant Escape. Album photo against the running rail, still in with the charts. Round the home turn, Davy Russell decides to send, presenting Percy on now. He takes it up as he approaches the second last. Good leap over it, Monoli in second. Album photo fell at the second last. Black Court was left in third, then Elegant Escape. Presenting Percy at the last, up and over safely, lands six or seven lengths clear to Monoli. Elegant Escape and behind this Black Court, but as they head towards the line, this is a great confident ride by Davy Russell on presenting Percy. He produced him round the home turn, and he's got onto him by five or six lengths in good style. Monoli.